and hello everyone it is good to see you um and yes apparently uh there is sound there is sound fine catch um but apparently all my uh little little knobs and by knobs i mean sliders on the screen i don't actually have an in-person uh mixing board which maybe i should maybe that would be the next step in professionalism but I will say it would be easier than trying to slide all of the things uh, independently. Regardless, I digress. <laughs> hello, hello. It is wonderful to see you, to be here with you on this, possibly the weirdest Tuesday uh, that we have had yet. And I say that just because um, I am of the opinion, now feel free to stop me, but I am of the opinion that um, everything is pretty much getting weirder. The world is getting weirder, uh, stranger, more fucked up. Um, just everything you could possibly imagine that um, is possibly getting weird, it is happening. Um, so that said, every new day is a new uh, benchmark, as it were, in the scale of weird. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I I am curious uh, about what sort of weird things you might have experienced. And, you know, we it's always me sharing these stories of the world, of news, science, things like that. But I'm, I want to know how you're doing and how things are going with you. <laughs> um, and if, if you are catching this on the VOD, uh, please feel free to share in the comments or... Uh, join live next time and if you are live hello it is wonderful to see you and uh, that would include PWB uh, the smashiest of Bronxes hello um, wonderful to see you but yeah I I'm just gonna slide it across the table I'm gonna put it out there I would love to know uh, what some of the weirdest stuff is that you have experienced um, and Craghorst hello the the gang's practically all here it's wonderful to see everyone um, but yeah it's it has been uh, a time, a, a time. And I will say too, um, just in terms of my own experience floating through this earthly plane, um, yeah, I, I know a lot of people I've talked to have definitely experienced the, um, hey universe, let's slow it down. You're, you're up here, you're up here, I need you to bring it down here. Um, and that is one of the things that I feel like I'm gonna need. Um, and yeah, no, Bronx Bash! I, you know what, I don't even remember the last time I was live. <laughs> it's been a minute because there's been so much going on. Um, but it is good to see you now and that's the important thing. Uh, yeah, no, I, so a lot of people who, oh my gosh, okay. Um, I'm gonna put a pin in that real quick and I'm gonna share that I just now happened to look over and over, over here in the room, is where the um where some of the enclosures for some of my uh, animal besties are and i happen to look over and udon who is my reticulated python is is in his enclosure and was just sitting there just completely up and just staring at me just just staring at me um and it's about feeding time so <laughs> um, I'm not surprised. I too often stare longingly out the window when I've ordered food and it's on its way and I'm 
I'm waiting in hunger. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a very odd moment. Um, but yeah, aside from that, uh, a lot of you who follow me on the other places, which if you don't, eh, you know, I'm not here to force you of anything, but if you want to, it would be great to see you around. Um, yeah, you know that I've been dealing with uh, my, my doglet who he uh, does have cancer and it's, he's actually been starting to have some strokes as well. So that's, that's a little bit stressful. But then also, uh, yesterday, well, yesterday early morning slash late Sunday night, depending on when you go to sleep. Um, yeah, I actually, I had a family thing go on. My dad got in a car accident, which that was really scary. Um, and by car accident, I mean, he was actually airlifted to a hospital. Um, turns out, uh, he is, he is as okay as he can be. Um, you know, and, um, some broken bones, not feeling too great. Um, gonna be off his feet for a few months, but best outcome of a bad scenario. Either way, that's a lot that's going on. I'm like, yo, yo, you girl's tired. I have here all of this coffee, um, just to keep going and to, to stave off the, the happenings of the world. But you know, it's crazy out there. Um, but also Akata 04, hello and welcome. So anyway, that's the, um, I don't know if any of that would be technically weird per se on my end, but uh, it's certainly wild and unexpected and uh, stuff that I would rather not be having happen. But that all said, yes, if you, if you have any weird things that you've experienced or had happen, I would love to know what they are. So please drop them uh, below wherever it is you happen to be, um, whether or not that's live or not live. Um, I see you either way. I see all. Uh, by the way, uh, for anyone who may be catching this who doesn't know who I am, I'm Rocket Fox. Hello. It is nice to meet you. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what? Without further ado, let's, let's jump in. I've got some, I've got some things that are, you know, I've always got weird stuff, obviously. I mean, you, you see the things happening, you know where you are, but this first one, it weird, um, or stupid. <laughs> and it's amazing how, how much those two things kind of over, uh, overlap. It's kind of like, I don't know if anyone ever heard, uh, one of the national parks, they were talking about creating a bear-proof trash can. And um, the reason they've not been able to do it, however, is that the the overlap, the Venn diagram overlap between the most stupid people and the smartest bears, there's, there's overlap there. Um, and that's how I feel about with news that is weird and or stupid. So um, this, and you'll notice uh, Bronx Smash, this is actually uh, a little bit on point for what you've just said about a weird thing. Um, new bed sleeping, because this is in fact a picture of bed. This story, um, so this happened in Illinois and, uh, it, crime, crime is not exactly the word that I would use. Uh, illegal, yes. Crime, probably not. Uh, there, there is only one victim, um, and I, I believe he's fine now, but so uh, this happened in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, and this, this individual who uh, it appears is unnamed and that's probably for the best. Um, he, this person is facing uh, firearm charges uh, after he shot himself in the leg 
because he dreamed that an intruder had intruded into his house. Um, so, uh, what we do know is that this person is, at least as of uh, this happening, <laughs> was 62 years old, uh, shot himself in the leg, apparently uh, apl did apply his own tourniquet because he, quote, was losing a significant amount of blood. And there are, listen, the leg is meaty. There's a lot of meat there. Uh, there's, there's some important arteries. There's a lot of stuff you don't want to shoot. Um, so, yeah, that happened. That happened. Um, but apparently when uh, responders responded, uh, what he said was he, quote, had a dream that someone was breaking into his home. And during that dream, he retrieved his... 357 Magnum revolver and shot at who he believed was the intruder. Um, now, I don't want to get too deep on you here, but from what I gather from all of this, uh, apparently the man himself was the intruder all along. Um, and also, apparently, he, when he actually shot himself, he woke up. So, um, this, it seems like a little bit of dream, maybe a little bit of like, partial asleepness maybe uh you know dreamed about the intruder kind of partially woke up or this person has a level of sleepwalking that needs to really be looked into <laughs> um but a warrant was issued on june 9th of this month for possession of a firearm without a valid void card and reckless discharge of said firearm both of which are felonies um, he was arrested on Monday, uh, which was the Monday after June 9th, and released after posting bond and is scheduled for a June 29th court status hearing. So we are only a couple days away from this person's actual court date. Um, apparently, online court records do not list an attorney who could speak on the man's behalf. He may have been both the intruder and his own attorney. We shall see. Uh, again, there's only a couple days before really finding out Eh? Um, but, so that's, you know, um, oh my gosh. So, uh, oh yeah, no, Bronx Mash, you, that makes sense, um, that he would have had the gun under his pillow, which I think is a terrible idea. Please don't, please let me give you my own word of wisdom right now. Please do not put any firearm under your pillow your head goes right there and i know like you put safeties and stuff but if you can discharge it in your sleep under the pillow is probably a bad plan um <clears throat> yeah pwb you meddling kids ah my leg he unmasked and it was himself the whole time <laughs> um but yeah uh also before we move on to the next story i do want to point out uh Craig horse does share in chat here um, apparently today in, uh, town, emergency services had to be called to save a, quote, older child who was stuck in a toddler swing at a local park, which I don't remember, because I know I probably, there were definitely times when I w had outgrown the toddler swing that I still, like, tried to mess around with it. Those days are over. Those days are far behind me. Like, I, I know my limits now, <laughs> but... I would be very curious. I see that it was a quote-unquote older child, but I would be very curious to see how old this child... Like, an older child is in, like, eight 
to 10, you know, still young enough to make choices that it's like, oh, 14. Okay. So it was 14. Um, it, it was 14. The, this individual was 14. Yeah, still, like, still making some iffy choices, but, oh, oh, that's a guess. Okay. Yeah, like, it's hard to say. I, I would want to say that there's a certain age in which one may not make the choice, like, or if, you know, you start trying to get into the toddler swing and you, you feel yourself starting to get stuck that maybe you abort the mission, um, but I do not actually know, uh, when, if ever, there's an actual age cutoff for that. Um, that might be something that just continues forever. Uh, again, bears and trash cans. <laughs> so, uh, next up, next up, we have, dun, 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 um, the, oh yes, oh yes. So, <clears throat> um, okay, so also, the story suggested a teen, um, just to circle back on the toddler swing, in the infamous toddler swing incident. Um, but so next up, I don't know necessarily if this is a stupid thing, like, even weird, like, I don't know how much this constitutes weird either, as much as just terrifying. Um, also, Ice Bunny, hello, it is so good to see you. I am so glad you're here. How are you doing? Um, but yeah, so, um, so what had happened, you see, is, and you might recognize, um, cause I actually have a video I'm going to show you because a video was taken of this event. Um, and I make a face because this bad, it's bad. Uh, and you know, before, well, I'll, I'll play the video. Well, Play, roll the footage, roll the footage. Um, so, ah, uh, okay, so here we go, here we go. We have an ad, uh, okay, we're I'm just gonna assume, just don't look at it, don't, don't look at it. Here, hang on, let's, let's go back to this bed. Okay, no, it's still an ad. <laughs> um, wait, wow, this is a really long ad. Oh my goodness. Um, nope, it's still happening. It's still going and I can't pass it. So anyway, what happened, so you're a little bit prepared going in, um, it was a plane ride. Here we go. A plane ride. Um, and you'll notice there's a lot of wind, something you normally don't want to see on a plane ride. And, oh, is that the door just wide open? Is that the door wide open? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, so, ah, uh, the, the rear cargo door just, just burst open. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so luckily it seems like no one was injured. Um, everyone made it out alive, but yeah, apparently this happened at 30,000 feet where the door just boop, right on open. Um, and this happened, uh, apparently 30 minutes after the plane departed from San Luis en route to Salvador city. Um, whew, I will tell you, like I would have a heart attack. Um, this, this is why also, uh, you should always keep your seatbelt on when you're seated because you will get sucked right out of there. Like something that gets sucked right out of something. Uh, but so it was a medium bodied jet, uh, quote that was transporting the band of Brazilian singer songwriter Thierry after the group had performed a quote show attended by thousands of people. 
Um, yeah, exactly. No, PWB is right. The, the door burst open, just like the old man's leg artery, after he shot himself after dreaming about an intruder. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, apparently, though, and, and here here is where it gets a little bit interesting. Well, maybe. Uh, apparently, the front man to said band was not on board, as he had departed on a different flight ahead of his bandmates. Sabotage? Question mark? Was he tired of these bandmates? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just laying out the possibilities. I also, as an aside, I do not know this band. <laughs> so I am speaking completely out of my ass right now. Um, so everything with a grain of salt. Pretty much everything I normally say, grain of salt. So just, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the... the uh, I, I don't know who exactly had posted it, but someone, obviously, who was on board took a video and, um, you know, put it on Twitter and, and all this stuff. But... <laughs> Uh, from the, I think it's actually from the plane company. Uh, it, it starts off in this tweet, quote, there was a moment of grave concern. Um, and it goes on to explain what happened, but grave concern, I think is, is really putting that mildly. Um, but yeah, I, perhaps Thierry, Thierry was, uh, trying to go solo or was done with the, with the band thing. Maybe he wanted to become an actor. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not here to say one way or the other, but I don't know. Convenient? Question mark. I'm looking at you, Thierry. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was, that was an interesting one. Again, not necessarily, it is weird, but in the way that the first one is weird, stupid, this one's kind of just weird, terrifying. Um, and speaking of weird, terrifying... <laughs> Speaking of weird, terrifying, um, yeah, so, so, the Earth, you know it, I know it, um, it's a place in which we all reside, right? Um, and there are a few things I know about the Earth. Uh, one of them is that, you know, it spins. We sp we're always spinning around. Um, which is good, you know, that allows us to stay flat, walk around, gravity, all of the other good things about, um, the earth and its rotation lets us have regular days, nights, etc., etc. Um, now that being said, uh, yeah, yeah. The people down under don't, don't fall off. Um, all very important. Um, so... So, uh, I don't want to alarm anyone, but apparently, uh, from science news of this month, apparently, uh, we, as a species, as a people, if you will, um, we've pumped so much groundwater, um, and, and by that meaning, you know, bringing water from underground up, out of the underground, um, we've pumped so much groundwater that we've changed the actual spin of the earth. The Earth is spinning differently now because of the amount of groundwater we've pumped up. Um, and that makes me feel uncomfortable, <laughs> to put it In the same way that there was a moment of grave concern for the plane door just, like, yeeting itself open, I feel grave concern on this particular story. Um, so... 
apparently, um, the sh and this is from Science Daily, and all the information is sourced from the American Geophysical Union. Um, but yeah, so apparently by pumping water out of the ground and moving it some, some anywhere else, um, humans have shifted such a large mass of water that the Earth has tilted nearly 80 centimeters, which, uh, for non-centimeter savvy folk, uh, that's about 31.5 inches east between 1993 and 2010 alone. Um, so in recent history, uh, we have tilted the Earth 80 centimeters or 31.5 inches and I think that that is alarming. I find that alarming. Um, yeah, so uh, what is happening? Um, so it's uh, based on climate models. Scientists had previously estimated humans pumped 2,150 gigatons of groundwater, equivalent to more than uh, six millimeters or 0.24 inches of sea level rise uh, from 1993 to 2010. Um, and of course there's there, there's a lot of scientific process that goes into it, none of which I'm going to really explain. If you're really, if you really, if it's something you really want to read more up on, absolutely look it up. Uh, the, the scientific, you know, study information and words are all there, but yeah, so it's affected sea level rise, um, it's affected the Earth's rotation, water. And this is, again, between, and the thing that really I find most surprising about this is that it's between um, just 1993 and 2010, which is in the time span of our history as, you know, a species, that's not all that long, <laughs> you know? Um, oh. Well, Craghorse does bring up uh, that they have a well on the property, so really, um, I think it's safe to say, uh, Craghorse, that it is all from your one specific well. Um, the this uh, 0.24 inches of of sea level rise, all completely from your well. I, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not mad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is this is something I think does qualify as weird, but it's also kind of well not not even just kind of it is actually shocking it's not something that i necessarily would have thought of you know just the amount of groundwater being taken and made into non-groundwater and how that affects the earth's rotation uh but you know i in this moment right now as i'm explaining it i liken it to like the body in a way, you know, like one thing always affects another. If you, if you have like something going on on one part of your body and all these other parts compensate, uh, it's a, it's a good metaphor and I stand behind it. Um, I, I haven't, you know, again, I'm coming up with it on the spot, so I'm doing my best, but I feel that it is sound. Uh, so yeah, so that's something to keep an eye on, <laughs> question mark. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next story I have for you is something that is a little lighter, um, a little faster, uh, may also affect the Earth's rotational spin as well. I mean, I don't know that there's any proof that it is not affecting the Earth's rotational spin, um, but uh, the article came out on June 24th 
And what we have here is an individual known as Christian Roberto Lopez Rodriguez has officially, officially broken the Guinness World Record for fastest 100 meter sprint in heels. Uh, so let and this is an actual picture. This is an actual picture of this individual doing the, the deed, as it were. <laughs> um, so apparently they are two. 76 inch stilettos which I do want to point out um, and this is just a personal thing as I read this article I would not consider anything under 5 inches to be a stiletto uh, you know I mean it's a heel with a thin point and that's fine but I would consider that just to be a heel a uh, stiletto is like a stiletto right so anyway neither here nor there but yeah uh, so uh, he ran the distance that, again, is 100 meters in 12.82 seconds. Um, yeah, which uh, also got him his 57th Guinness World Record. Um, I'm going to assume that a lot of the other records deal with running. Um, apparently, apparently though, and this I think is very interesting because this is way faster than I will ever be in my entire life. Um, the time that he got of 12.82 seconds for the 100 meter was only 3.24 seconds slower than eight-time Olympic gold medal winner Usain Bolt's 100 meter sprint world record. So he was only 3.24 seconds slower than the actual world record for the 100 meter sprint in these heels. So... You know, um, I, and PWB, I would say that my guess, like looking at these legs right now, looking at these legs, I would say he did shave for the, for the purposes of this. Um, because, you know, I, again, the picture is only so close, but from what I'm seeing here, those appear to be some very smooth legs. Um, a lot of definition, very short shorts, but also very smooth. Um, and... Oh, oh, okay. So Craghorse does bring up, uh, technically have to consider shoe size versus heel height to get the ratio appropriate for proper stiletto-ness. That, you know what? I feel that that makes sense. There's a lot of words there that I feel ring scientifically true for me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so apparently this man is very fast. And he said, uh, quote, the preparation was very exhaustive and specific, uh, which I would guess it would be. I mean, you don't just put on the heels. <laughs> no one took him seriously until he put on the heels is um, basically what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> uh, and and uh, so apparently also he managed to dethrone Germany's Andre Ortolf, who set the record in 2019 with a time of 14.02 seconds. Um, so, you know, take from that what you will, but I, I, I really, you know, I, so I, I, I'm impressed, I guess. Um, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely a faster hundred meter than I could do. Um, yeah. And also, also catching back up in chat, Ice Money, I am so sorry to hear about this. Um, that sounds like such a pain in the butt. 
and I super, super hope that stuff, A, that this individual chills out, uh, for one, but also that, like, stuff just gets smoother. That's rough. Um, so the, the last, oh, okay, so there are, uh, once again, Rodriguez, this, this man in the heels, um, has 57, or I guess this is a 57th, so he has 56, pardon, other world records, and apparently some of them do include, <laughs> um, let's see, uh, the other, a few of the other titles for the 100 meter sprint, um, including fastest 100 meter sprint blindfolded, fastest 100 meter sprint in a sack, I'm a potato sack, I'm guessing, I'm not really sure, um, fastest 100 meter sprint in clogs and fastest 100 meter sprint backwards. Um, and then there's also other world records that uh, this individual has won, including doing things like balancing objects like a bicycle on his chin and an object on his nose for the longest duration of time. It doesn't say that it was a bicycle. I'm not really sure what the object was, but apparently he does a lot of 100 meter sprints and balancing. What I would really like to see at this point would be him doing a 100 meter sprint whilst balancing something on his nose. Um, so, you know, I think if you've got the skills, you're really cheating only yourself by not doing it. Um, ooh, Craghorse does bring up a good point. Have they done the 100 meter sprint in flippers? That is actually something I'm very curious about. Um, because, yeah, no, and, and Bronx Mash brings up a good point. The 100-meter sprint in heels is balancing, and there's a lot of calf involved, right? Like, heels, it makes your calves look nice because you're engaging your calves more when you're in heels. Um, whereas a 100-meter sprint in flippers would be... Um, wide leg running? Um, actually, and you know what? I'm, I'm curious enough. Hang on. 100... Let me rephrase. Fastest uh, 100 meter dash in flippers. Let's find out. Um, let's see. So we've got we've got uh, high heels. There's hmm. Oh oh. Hold on. Hold on. I'm I'm seeing something here. Uh, so we have here. Oh my word. So, uh, I will say, um, Craghorst, you will be happy to know, apparently there is a video of the fastest 100 meter, meter and this is, so this is 100 meter, I have lost the ability to speak. This is 100 meter hurdles wearing swim flippers. So this is not just running the 100 meters, it's doing hurdles. Uh, the record is 19.278 seconds and was achieved by Veronica Tor of New Zealand um, in in New Zealand. So, yeah, 100 meter hurdles in flippers. I feel like 100 meter dash would be easier than hurdles in flippers? Uh, question mark? I, so the, the site that I went to, the video looks like it's down. I bet though, if you if you look up um, 100 meter hurdle flippers, 
there's probably still video of it somewhere. Um, and I want to see it because I cannot, Im I, I cannot imagine that would not be the most awkward run I have ever seen in my life. And I quite frankly am here for it. <laughs> um, so, so that being said, uh, next up, this is, I found this to be actually very interesting because I just had a conversation about this the other day. Um, so you will notice these two individuals in this picture that I am showing you here. You'll also notice that, uh, they look very similar. One might even say perhaps close enough to be siblings and or twins. Um, I am super, like, I am probably more stoked about this than I should be because literally just had a conversation about this. So, um, their names, and I, so they're not doppelgangers. Um, I, I kind of, so I sigh because I feel like their parents should have done a little differently on the names. Um, I feel like, you know, I, not my say, um, maybe it's totally fine. But their names are Peter and Peter, um, and they're cousins. They're cousins. But genetically, uh, so so by family members, they're cousins. But by genetics, they're actually more like brothers. Uh, so they are on TikTok. They're known as the Peter twins, Peter and Peter. Um, so the situation is that their mothers are identical twins. Their fathers are also identical twins. Boom. There it is. Identical, a pair of identical twins married another pair of identical twins. And they both had a son that they named the same name for whatever reason. I don't even know. Like, if I, if I had a child, I would probably not give the same name as one of their cousins even. Um... Again, that's just, that's just my own take on it. You know, I, that's just my own take on it. Um, and, and who knows, maybe Peter is a, a family name. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so a pair of identical twins. I'm assuming Mary, I, I think they're married. I don't know, but a pair of identical twins matched up with another pair of identical twins. And the, the Peters, the Peter pair, um, was the result. And so... Uh, they are considered to be quaternary twins, quaternary twins, um, which apparently is, you know, even with that setup is apparently very rare, um, but it can occur when one set of identical twins has children with another set of identical twins. Um, and again, like, evidently, I, I don't know the, the statistics on how many identical twins are having kids with other identical twins. <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna do this hand thing like a couple more times at least, but even out of that scenario, apparently their kids having essentially brother cousin twins, um, is still pretty rare. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, there you have it. Um, but they, they seem to be enjoying it. I mean, you know, again, they have a TikTok channel, um, with, it's called the, the Peter, Twi what is it, Peter Twins? Peter Twins. Their channel is called, yes, the Peter Twins. Um, so, yeah, interesting. I think it's very interesting. Um, and again, it was 
very uh, fortuitous. Well, fortuitous isn't the right word. A synchronous. It was very synchronous because literally I was just having a conversation about whether or not this could happen. And I'm glad to see that I was right in that conversation. So I really would like to revel in that moment of being right. <laughs> um, so next up, I have, I have something, you know, a lot of times when I bring weird stories, we have a number of stories involving like crimes and criminals and stupid things like that. But I wanted to bring, you know, we, we need a little, a little refresher. A little good news, a little bit of happy stuff. So I focused a little bit more on that this time, and I've got to tell you, you, whoever you are, will be thrilled by this next bit of news. Um, what you're seeing right here, uh, let me explain it to you in case there's any confusion. So what you're seeing here, this is a an individual lady with, I do have to say, this, so it's a, this is her wedding dress. And I just want to point out these fringe sleeves right here because they're pretty fantastic. These fringe sleeves are, they slap, they're, they're amazing. Um, and, and here, standing next to her is uh, her now husband, um, way less fringe, which I do feel a little cheated by. But uh, between the two of them, you'll notice here is a cat. A cat. Um, so... The story is, and apparently you'll have to check your own state for the legalities of this, but where they were in Denver, which I guess I'm not totally surprised, but in Denver, uh, this, this cat, Momo, um, watched her humans, Amanda and Steve, tie the knot and made it official by signing their marriage licenses as a witness um and uh in in a way momo has also uh, set a record because momo is the first or actually no actually i don't know if she is the first this was a quote i'm sorry I'm, i may have overspoken so um amanda who is the the woman with the fringe um says momo is the first cat that we got together so she's very special so first in terms of their relationship i don't know about the rest of it but uh, apparently apparently it is completely legal to have a cat, at least in Denver, be your witness for your marriage. Um, so, uh, and apparently, apparently they actually um, did not, this was not their, their first plan. Uh, so apparently what had happened was Amanda and Steve, who is the, the fringeless gentleman, um, they had gotten hitched by a minister in front of friends and family last September, uh, but they took a honeymoon in Iceland, they got back home to Colorado, and then they realized that they had lost their marriage license before they filed with the government. Which, for all you pseudo-lawyers and real lawyers out there, rendered their union unofficial in the eyes of the law. Um, so, what they did... Uh, they opted to redo <clears throat> their I do's with Momo on June 3rd. Um, and yeah, so apparently, uh, in Colorado, which this, this is my favorite part of this, uh, in Colorado, the cat could also serve as the wedding officiant. You could have a cat officiate your wedding. 
Um, but technically, you could not have the same cat both officiate and be the witness for the same wedding. So if you wanted to do that, you would have to have two separate cats for that sort of um, happening. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently in Colorado, this goes not just for cats. It's not just cats written into the law. Any pet in Colorado can be a witness for the you know marriage licensing stuff. Um, apparently somebody had commented on this that uh, they had a co-worker who had a dog and a bearded dragon serve as witnesses for their union. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Colorado has a self-solemnization marriage law, which allows couples to conduct their wedding ceremonies sans an ordained officiant. So you know how a lot of people will, um, you know, get the online... I'm a minister, says the, the Church of Onlineness. Um, you do not have to do that in Colorado to be an actual, like, officiant or anything like that. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it says, according to the state's Department of Public Health and Environment, sweethearts who choose to marry without a minister or government official are simply, quote, responsible for acquiring, completing, and returning the license to marry to the appropriate county office of the clerk and recorder. Um, so, some things to note, a couple of the other states mentioned that allow this, California, Pennsylvania, and Illinois. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if there are other states aside from that, um, but I do feel that it is worth looking into for your own personal state. Um, I, I just, I feel that it is probably the best move you could ever make. Um, so yeah, so, uh, this is a little, a little weird news that hopefully will affect your life directly. Um, and moving along, I have a couple other ones that deal with, um, animals, uh, which as you all know, are my favorite weird stories. Uh, so this next one. It's, it's only a little bit weird. It's only a little bit weird. Um, but it is fantastic and it is very cute. Alpacas. We love them. We, we know them. We love them. They are soft. They are cute. Sometimes they wear hats and it's amazing. Um, so these particular alpacas uh, get walked in the mornings in Tokyo. Now, anyone who is who has been to Tokyo um, or is otherwise familiar with this, there are a lot of cafes that'll be like, there's, you know, a cafe that's like a bird cafe or a cat cafe. Um, you know, the, the original starter location for cat cafes and stuff like that. Um, but there are cafes of many other types of animals as well, is uh, what I'm saying. And these two fine, fine specimens uh, they belong to Alpaca Land, which is a place that, mark my words, I will go to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, on le leads held by their keepers, Akane and Satsuki trot down streets past shops, temples, crop grass in a pocket park, and share crosswalks with occasional pedestrians before heading back to Alpaca Land. Um, yeah, so. Essentially, guests can go to Alpaca Land and pay 1,000 yen, or roughly $7, to 
to spend 30 minutes either petting, hugging, um, putting your face up in their, their fleece. Um, yeah, yeah. So they're both apparently uh, about five years old. They are very, very cute. Um, and for these two specific alpacas, apparently a lot of alpacas are naturally a little more timid. Um, but these two are well-trained, um, pretty laid back. So they acclimate to meeting strangers and um, being adorable very well. So not, not necessarily like a news story per se, uh, cause I, you know, I mean, walking any type of fun pet down the street isn't necessarily news, but it is something that I would love to see. It is something I would love to see. And I do want to see both of these alpacas in hats as well. Um, that's something that I'm really hoping for. Um, ooh, also, Coldrake, hello! It is so good to see you. And yeah, uh, they mentioning that they are furry Great Danes. To be fair, most Great Danes I've seen are about that size, so that does track. Uh, which brings up my next question. I wonder if with the right breeding you could get, like, a real fuzzy Great Dane. Hmm. That's not a me thing to figure out, but I do think it would be very cute. <laughs> um, and so, the last... Oh, hold up, hold up. Before I go to our last story, Craghorse brings up, had a ferret in junior high, high school, took him on a family t trip to Canada, um, got to see a lot of cool stuff. I do want to say, Craghorse, if, if you had taken this ferret to Colorado, you could have had it officiate and or witness a wedding. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, I don't want to be presumptuous, but you know, I'm just, I'm just sliding across the way. Uh, so the last story I have that I'm so excited about, this is probably one of my favorite stories that I've ever brought to you. So hold on to your butts. You may have your entire chair, but you will only need the edge because just now, um, the evening, I'm almost just now, the evening of June 23rd was the evening of the world's ugliest dog contest. And we, in fact, do have some winners. Um, <clears throat> so apparently the ugliest dog contest has celebrated the beauty to be found in all pets for over 20 years, uh, which is actually a longer time than I would have expected. For, for whatever reason. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, this, this year's Ugliest Dog Contest, uh, I'm sorry, World's Ugliest Dog Contest, was a success. It was held at the Sonoma Marin Fair. Um, and yeah, so all of the, all of the dogs also have kind of interesting stories as well. And that's what I really love, um, just about rescuing animals, but also just especially... <laughs> Uh, dogs like this. So this particular delightful creature is not the ugliest dog, um, but, you know, I don't know what the competition was like, but he did receive third place. So this is our third place winner for ugliest dog. Um, now this is Harold Bartholomew, um, who actually not only won third place, third ugliest dog, but also won the Spirit Award. Now, 
The Spirit Award is given to a participating dog who has overcome obstacles or is serving their community. And Harold Bartholomew has done both. Also, Harold Bartholomew, who is a Chihuahua, is 16 years old. So he is a distinguished gentleman. Um, so Harold Bartholomew, who I do also want to point out, is wearing a little, like, tuxedo front bib. Um, and I think that is fabulous. <laughs> um, Harold Bartholomew is both deaf and blind and was found wandering a California park alone before his rescue. But now he uses his free time to promote animal welfare and adoption. So, you know, I, I've got to give it to Harold Bartholomew. Um, amazing. So second, our second, um, oh, also I do have to say Coldrake. Uh, so Coldrake shares that they were looking in a stream last night and mentioned having a cat that is 18 years old. Um, I feel like I've mentioned this before. My two older cats, who are brothers, are also 18 years old. Both of them. Um, actually doing really well, too. They're, they're pretty loud and, and, um, they like to yell into my face and they drool a lot when they're happy. Um, but yeah, no, my two cats, uh, Samurai and Max are 18 as well. And... That's one of the reasons why I now have a fourth cat. Ugh, that's a kitten. <clears throat> but anyway, point being, point being, um, uh, the, the second place winner we have here is, may I introduce to you Wild Thang? <laughs> and that is Thang with an A. Uh, this is Wild Thang. Um, so Wild Thang is a seven-year-old Pekingese who won second second place so is the second ugliest dog and apparently wild thing is a world's ugliest dog competition veteran who has competed four times previously to this um according to the ugliest dog contest wild thing's signature style is quote guggly which would be a combination of glamorous and ugly so, so there you have it. I actually, I feel like as I look at him, I feel like he, he looks to me like, what's the, what's that one real fuzzy thing from, um, oh God, what was it? Uh, uh, was it from the labyrinth? The real fuzzy guy, the real fuzzy guy. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah. My, oh my God. Micro Chewbacca. That's absolutely it. Could you imagine just with like, uh, um, the bandolier and everything. Oh, oh, I love that. Speaking of the other cat, um, ah, sorry, I didn't know you were leaning on me. Um, this is, uh, and I introduced him last time, but just in case anyone hasn't seen him yet, this is Osiris. Osiris, look at the camera. Osiris, uh, who is a very leggy boy. Um, see all that leg? Uh, big ears and such, but he's so cute and I love him so much. <laughs> he, He's my special friend. Um, and he is, he is so cuddly. I am really excited for him to get bigger. Um, not because I don't love him being the size. I love him being the size. He is so cute. But also because I'm pretty confident um, that he is a an oriental short hair, which means he will have real long legs, real big ears. And yeah, it's... I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, Oh, Craghorse says, should see if he will run uh, 100 meter in heels. 
Now, is that Osiris or is that our guggly uh, wild thing? Because I think both of them probably could. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, so that brings us to our very first place winner. May I introduce? I have the grand pleasure to introduce, let me say, Scooter. Scooter, our number one first place winner. And I do have to say, so Scooter is a seven-year-old Chinese crested who, um, the Chinese crested breed does tend to have a little bit of a, um, I don't know if I would call it an unfair advantage in the ugly dog contest, uh, because they, they tend to, they tend to be top tier ugly dog winners, um, almost 100% of the time. But this is Scooter. He's actually a little bigger than I've seen a lot of Chinese Cresteds. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently Linda Elmquist from Tuscan, Arizona had adopted Scooter after a breeder brought the pup to a veterinarian to be euthanized because he was born with underdeveloped back legs. Um, yeah, so despite the challenges he has faced with his deformed hind legs, Scooter has defied all odds and shown us the meaning of resilience and determination and has become an inspiration to countless people around the world. Um, yes. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, um, Scooter, both ugly and amazing and inspirational. Uh, so, you know, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I do want to also say, I've said, you know, like five times, um, oh, which reminds me, I do need to do this one more time. Twins, twins, more twins. <laughs> um, but there is one more award that I do want to share. And the contest did hold, uh, votes for the people's choice winner. And what this is, is that it's a dog who was not necessarily on location physically at the competition, but um, people online could vote for their favorite. And that was the People's Choice winner. And the People's Choice winner would be Rascal Do. And do like D E U X. Rascal Do. Um, who, so the, here it's listed that Rascal Do is a hairless dog. Um, He's a Chinese crested. Like, let's let's not beat around the bush here. He's a Chinese crested again, um, and he's got he's got a real look about him. He's got a real look about him. This one, um, yeah. He's uh, the the information I'm seeing here says he has two different colored eyes. I can't tell. They're both just real there uh, and starey, very starey. Um, but yeah, so. Yay. Yay for this one. Uh, yeah, it's, he, he's a lot, bless him, but you know, I, um, that's cool too. So, so there you have it. There's our people's choice winner. I, I feel though, as far as Rascal Do goes, I feel like if he had been there on site, easy sweep for the win. Um, this, this would have been a shoe in for the number one spot of world's ugliest dog. I'm just saying. I would put money on it, but you know, um, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So, so that all being said, that 
is your weird news for the month of June 2023. Uh, a lot, you know, but I will say this. I will say this. Despite the fact that some of the puppers may be a little more unconventional in their appearance than some others, you know what? They're all good boys and good girls. Uh, and I would give a cuddle to each and every one of them. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, and yeah, no, it's true. Cole Drake does mention um, not to take shoes to that competition because they would all... But the thing is, though, right here, this buddy would not be able to chew a shoe up because he has no teeth. He has no teethies. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, you know, you work with... Maybe he'd probably slime them, though, so... But yes, yeah, so that is our weird news for the month of June. I am super stoked to bring you word from next month. And I do believe, if memory serves, and it may not, but I believe next month in July, there was a few months ago where I brought you a story of the world's oldest living mouse. And I believe that next month, and I haven't checked because I don't want to be sad, but if this mouse is still alive, it's a zoo mouse. It's a certain breed. July is going to be its 10th birthday. If that's the case, we are going to have to do something special. I'm just saying. Uh, so hold on to your butts for that. I'm super excited to bring you whatever it is the next month has to bring us. Um, but... Thank you so much for joining me. It has been an absolute pleasure hanging out and having all of you join me for this. Um, ooh, uh, real quick though, um, PWB brings up that a nephew is heading to Japan next month. Um, bucket list things I would say, go to Alpaca Land for me, for me, do it for me. <laughs> alpaca Land, um, because alpacas. Uh, but yeah, I, I would definitely go, I would visit some of the temples. There's um, a lot of temple, like, there's some temple kind of stuff within Tokyo, but like, you might have to go a little bit out. It kind of depends on where the nephew is going. Um, but yeah, temples, uh, Shinjuku is a really cool area. Um, there's, oh my god, there's so much. I'll, let me think on it, and I'll, I'll send you some stuff. There's a lot of really, like, there's a lot to see and do. Uh, depending on where where um, the person ends up being. So n going to have a plethora of fun. That is for sure. So yeah, otherwise though, please, please take care of yourself. Make sure to come back and throughout the month, check back in. There are streams going on on this channel all the time, including first and third Sunday mornings of the month. Yours truly is going to be playing some games, bringing you some coffee. Well, bringing you the the vision of me drinking coffee, which maybe vicariously would go into your own system, um, but also playing some games, and I would love to see you. In the meantime, make sure to take care of yourself as we go through this very warm summer. Um, and yeah, I actually, this coming week, will be back for Sirenscape. Uh, the, sh the run of the show I was doing in town has wrapped up, so I'm back on, real excited about that, and I will be back over on Trooper SJP's channel on Friday to join up with the gang for Travelers Pies of Drynex. So I'm gonna be, you're gonna be seeing this old mug uh, a, quite a bit more uh, than had been happening. So take care of yourselves, have a wonderful night, and do something nice for you because you deserve it. And until next time, I will see you then.